0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Dated Stories, a show dedicated to stories and storytellers. I'm your host, Tamar. Um, thank you for tuning in um, as we are on our uh, <clears throat> next week of storytelling, of uh, inspirational stories. Um, <clears throat> we're continuing our series from the Chicken Soup for the Soul. Um, last week we read a couple of pieces of... Uh, <clears throat> from the authors Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, and Amy Newmark. Um, this book just centers around, um, you know, just you know, memories created, you know, whether it's finding a home, living in a home, leaving a home, or leaving a city. You know, it's it's just, it's just very inspirational stories, uh, regarding memories and things like that. <clears throat> Uh, but most importantly, the authors want you guys to know it's the stories about heart, happiness, and hard work so um we've been on this for I think about two or three weeks now for uh the chicken soup for the for the soul, and I'm not gonna read too uh not too many more uh pieces out of this book after this week. I think this would be the final week this either this week or next week. Um, but we'll see. Um, just a lot of great reads in this in this book, <clears throat> and so I'm going to read a couple for you um, for today uh, for the kids that's out there listening. If you know, if it's family time, it's you know, it's, it's good reads. It's, there's no foul language, vulgar language, or anything like that. Um, <coughs> And this is a very inspirational stories. And the first piece I'm going to read is called Barely Listening. Barely Listening. Um, And it says here, Courage is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen. By Winston Churchill. Okay. I picked this because it had a very interesting title. I think often times when listening, where where it's, it's said that you know it's when when communicating it's always a good thing to listen you know that's one of the main steps when talking or just you know communicating is to to listen you know listen with the open heart listen without judging listen without trying to find out what you're going to say when that that person finished talking. <laughs> Because if that happens, then we know we're not listening, right? I know for some time, my mother used to always say, Oh, you're not listening. You're not listening. I could never understand what she meant by that. Um, But, you know, I learned that I was always listening to respond, you know. I wasn't just listening to take it in and, you know, um, and being in the present moment. Okay, so let's go ahead and get started. Um, and I just read that that uh, quote from me by Winston Churchill, which is a part of this, this piece called Barely Listening. So let's go ahead and get into it. So it says here, we were selling our old house and moving to the beach. The first showing of the house was uneventful. I waited at my neighbor's house until the tour was over. The potential buyers were overwhelmed. The next showing went a bit differently after the tour i watched the real estate agent and her clients drive away and return home from my neighbors change. my neighbors to change clothes i was upstairs undressed with my front door open and the agent and her clients re-entered talking loud enough for me to hear as they started as they started up the steps to the bedrooms in sheer terror I jumped into my husband's small closet and hid beneath the closely packed suits, shirts, and shoes. The buyers were measuring the upstairs bathroom. then they proceeded to our master bedroom, where I covered with fear in the closet. I held my breath, determined not to cu- determined not to cough or sneeze and scare them to death or worse. They sat down on the side of the bed only three feet from me and began to discuss what price they would offer us. A couple of eternities went by. With my long history of claustrophobia, I knew this wouldn't end well. I started hyperventilating. Wondering what piece of clothing I could substitute for the usual brown paper bag to breathe in. I contemplated sliding to uh, to the closet floor to breathe under the door, but the floor was covered with John's shoes and rows of Christmas wrapping paper that I still hadn't put back in the attic. Organization was not my strong suit. Still, the agent and her clients talked and talked. And talk. <clears throat> they wondered how quickly we could vacate the house if they pur- they purchased it. I could have told them just as soon as the coroner and hearse arrived to pick me up. <laughs> it says I knew I had to get out of the closet soon. I thought about jumping out, throwing my arms in the air and yelling, "Ta-da!" I thought of stumbling out and pretending I had amnesia and didn't know who or where I was. As my whole life passed before me, the front door suddenly opened and I heard my husband yell, Hello, anybody here? I'm John. The three quickly got to their feet and hurried downstairs to say hello to John and continue their discussion in the car. There is a God by Mary Ann Daly Holbrook. And that piece I just read for you, it was called Barely Listening. (coughs) And so let's go ahead and proceed to our next piece. A lot of good reads here. And the next thing I'm going to read for you is called What You Take With You. It's called What You Take With You. Memory is a way of holding on to things you love, the things you are, the things you never want to lose. From the television show, The Wonder Years. Let me go ahead and read that again. So it says here, memory is a way of holding on to things you love, the things you are, and the things you never want to lose. From the television show, The Wonder Years. Okay. Okay. But let's go ahead and get into this piece, it says, It felt so real to watch my dad push the 4-cell uh, by owner's sign into the cold winter ground. We had moved into the little white house when I was only 4 years old. Now I was almost 10. It had seemed like we would stay in this house forever. Now I knew that we wouldn't. I didn't want to move. I didn't want to leave this house and its, its memories behind. I loved our life here. How could we just pick up our lives and leave behind everything that happened here? That night, we gathered around the the table for dinner. It will be so nice to have a bigger house. Our family just barely fits in this tiny dining room, my mom said. She glanced across the table at my two younger brothers and me. I can't believe how much our family has grown since we bought this house. Back then, we were only a family of three. I'll just be glad. I'll just be glad to be closer to work. It takes me almost an hour to get there. My dad said as he passed his salad bowl. Why don't we spend next weekend driving around and looking at some of the houses we saw online? My mom nodded her head. <clears throat> I pushed my meal around on my plate, uneasy. I don't think I want to move. I said tenderly. My mom cocked her head and frowned. Why not? I like this house, I said. We've lived here forever. This is where I learned to ride a bike. I helped dad put the windows in the family room. I wrote my name and pen on the basement wall. I don't want to forget all those things. We're going to move into a new house where you'll have lots of fun and make new memories, my dad said. I promise. I hung my head. Okay. We spent the next several months looking at houses. I didn't want us to find one. I knew that it would just bring us one step closer to leaving our home. One day, we looked at an old Victorian home on the Mississippi River. <clears throat> it had a nice yard with a big tree for a swing. The staircase was curved, and there was a secret, secret door underneath it. <clears throat> there were enough bedrooms for my brothers and me to each have our own, and it was only ten minutes from my dad's job. My parents loved the house. I wasn't so sure. The house was nice. That wasn't the problem. I just didn't know how I was going to leave behind a home filled with such great memories. (coughs) It took a while to iron out the details, but a few months later, my parents told us that we were buying the house. Not long after that, a buyer started showing interest in our home. Soon papers were signed and we began to prepare our old house for a new family. One day, my mom and I sat on the living room floor, packing our belongings into big brown boxes. I still wasn't at peace about the move, and my mom could tell. I know it's hard to leave good things behind, Logan, mom said, as she tore off a piece of packaging tape. It's hard for me, too, but God will bring new blessings. When one door closes, he always opens another. She tiles my hair. Could you pass me another box? I didn't feel completely at ease, but I knew she was right. Thanks, Mom, I said. We unfolded the next box together. All too quickly, the big day came. We crammed our final possessions into the back of our van, and we went back into our house for one last look. I walked up the driveway where I had learned to ride a bike <coughs> I walked through the living room where my mom had read us picture books. I looked out the windows that my dad and I had put in. Then I went to the basement where I knew my name was scribbled on the drywall and ballpoint pen. It was gone, covered by a few strokes of paint. I guess that's just the first memory to go. I thought as I slipped my finger of the spot where I had written my name years ago. And then I noticed something I had missed before. There was a crisp cut square around the place where my name had been the The saw lines told me everything that I needed to know. Somebody had very carefully cut out the square of wall with my name on it and replaced it with a new piece so so that the memory wouldn't be left behind. And suddenly everything felt better. I understood what I had been missing all along. We might be leaving our old home behind, but we're taking our memories with us. Just like that square of wall, it wasn't really the house that mattered. It was the memories that that we had filled in, that we had filled it with. We could take those with us no matter where we live, and we would add to them in our new home. I walked slowly up the stairs and found the rest of my family. I think I'm ready to go, I said. My mom smiled at me, knowing that I had found my peace. As we walked out of the house and piled into the van together, we said goodbye to our old home. It was still sad to leave that place. We had loved so much behind, but we had our memories tucked inside our hearts. That's what mattered. By Logan Eliasson. Uh, <coughs> very interesting piece. Um, As I think we can all relate. Um, With the idea of leaving a home or having to move into a new home and leaving so many great memories behind. What I thought about this when I, as I said, reading this piece, I thought about how they were sitting at the dinner table and the the mom and the dad asked the son, And they, if he was interested in moving, would he have liked to move or what he thought about moving? And I just thought that that was interesting because um, they took into consideration his feelings, you know, their, their child's feelings. You know, oftentimes, unfortunately, you know, parents are just, you know, move just to move and not really take into consideration what the child may think or may want or. Even consider their feelings, um, it doesn't necessarily have to be their say so whether whether or not, you know, you all move or not. But, you know, what's most important is, you know, allowing them to express their feelings concerning a move. So I thought this was just a very relatable piece. Um, and again, this book is called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Home Sweet Home Edition, as you can see um with the you know with our series concerning this book a lot of the subject matter has you know been about uh creating memories within the home whether you're leaving the home buying the home selling the home living in the home for years and years and you know um as the author states it's just stories about hearth happiness and hard work and the authors are Jake Canfield Mark Victor Hansen and Amy Newmark um, I think we're going to close that out for today. Um, I read two pieces, and I think that's going to be it for today. I would like to uh, thank you again for tuning, in, for tuning in. Sorry Again, this show is called Dated Stories, and it's a show dedicated to stories and storytellers. I am your host, and this completes our show for today. Thanks again for tuning in. See you next time.